Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. And you've heard they are the mellifluous tones of a man we miss here. Live <laughs> It was always great crack and always saw the good in people and the joy in life. Paul Fitzgerald, a.k.a. Live 95 Street Boy. Hello, Joe. Great to be back. Great to have you. <laughs> Try those tears, will you? No, I would say you were much happier this day last year because Limerick had just been crowned All-Ireland Hurling Champions. They had. We were in the Gaelic rounds and I just sang Lim like a boo and we were cheering our hearts out. But sure, look, next year. There's always next year. Next year, next year. And we're the Munster Champions and the League Champions. We'll hear a lot of Schlievenam on and tip, tip, tip now over the next while. We will indeed. We keep our ears close to the ground, I'd say, for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, I suppose, you know, Clare could have won the All-Ireland as well, but they didn't. And the Clare man, Paddy Murphy, you brought him in to the, the studio. I have, and just for that reason. So. <laughs> just just, just for that, that reason only, yeah. <laughs> you know, Limerick are monster champions, you know, and league. Yep. You know, you know, did Clare win much? I can't remember. I don't really. believe so, no, oh, Joe. They did not. They did not. Okay, okay. Paul. Yes, Joe. Sorry, I'm, need to compose myself again. <laughs> Paul, you left us to pursue a career of stage and screen. An actor. An actor, it is indeed. I left for Bow Street in Dublin, which I graduated two weeks ago from that. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And just as I signed up for Bow Street this time last year, I was signed by this amazing, talented man beside me, Paddy Murphy, of Celtic Badger Media, for his second feature, The Perished. So we, said we shot that last year in Kilmiddle in Clare, and it's having its world premiere on so, Monday. So here, no, this isn't an example of the famous thing in uh, Long Came Polly where the fellow who was the actor had hired the TV crew <laughs> just to follow, follow No, God, no. They, <laughs> they came to me. <laughs> it's not true at all. He turned up on set. We couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> it was, it was the <laughs> um, so, Paddy, this, this is a pretty hard-hitting piece of work now on, sure on, you know, on a serious topic, isn't it? Something that's really been current over the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting one because I I started writing it in 2017 and it was kind of before everything really kicked off. Um, so it was one of those situations a bit like with Get Out in the US with uh, Jordan Peele and Donald Trump where he had started writing that before everything and then it just all came together um, kind of socially at that time. So yeah, the, the perished was just a film I really wanted to write obviously before it got so heated but that actually influenced where the film went because where the film started out with me kind of being very one-sided with my own views when I saw like what was happening here during the referendum um, right, yeah, you better just explain the plot yeah um, it's a tricky one because it's such a yeah it's a hard one um, basically it's about a young woman who finds herself with an unplanned pregnancy and she's kicked out by her parents her boyfriend breaks up with her and she travels to the UK um, to basically have an abortion. And she, when she comes home, she goes to her best friend, uh, David, played by Paul Fitzgerald, That's me. <laughs> who basically takes her out into his uh, family's country home, which is a pro- old parochial house out in Kilmahill. And um, while she's there, she starts to wonder if she's seeing things and hearing things and she's wondering whether they're just t- things in her own mind from kind of carrying these demons with her or whether it's something more real. This would have to be played very sensitively, presumably, Paul. Absolutely, Joe, and it was. It's a horror film as well, so it's going to have a horror drama. The film runs for about an hour and a half, and the first hour is very dramatic. You know, it deals with the relationships that Sarah goes through between her partner and her parents, and then when I come in as the friend, and then towards the latter half of the film, it does become the horror. There's a bit of a creature involved, and 
so and up until like the first hour is done so sensitively and even everyone on set they were fantastic because some, especially for Courtney McKeown playing Sarah it's very very because my character David I'm the fun character I'm the, the kind of breaker up of the film it's quite light but that being said as well I'm dealing with Sarah and unfortunately I've had friends that have gone through this and it's very 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 real and close to the bone but I must say for Celtic Badger Media it was done with such sensitivity and if you ever needed a moment there was an arm in your shoulder and a cup of tea in your hand well, I have to say, many years ago, I was asked to um, produce um, a school movie in the Sleation Spring House County that you would know well. I called, do indeed. Um, by Matt Kelly, um, well known for his work on RTs nationwide, and uh, Noel Malone, who was a teacher there at the time. It almost killed me. Yeah. Um, the location stuff having to deal with actors. Alice Kenry isn't that bad, no. Come on. Alice <laughs> Kenry's <laughs> a fine place. It's a fine place, but having to deal with actors, <laughs> ha- having to make sure people turned up on set on time and everything was run. And I mean, it, it's it's a big undertaking, it's, isn't it? It's a huge undertaking. And like, what I found was on this second feature film, we had learned a lot from our first film, The Three Don'ts, which was a film we shot here in Limerick, uh, all majority of the Limerick cast. Um, we learned so much from all the mistakes we made on that film that going into this one, I had my assistant director, Marie Howrigan. She was brilliant at organising and scheduling everything and making sure, because she was she could turn it on and get angry when she yeah. wanted to, making sure that everyone <laughs> that was where they could. needed to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I had the producers. Uh, honestly, this was the first time in a film set, I've done 12 short films and two feature films, and this was the first time in a film set where I felt I could just direct. I didn't have to worry about all the logistics and the planning and the because uh, Barry Fahey, who's also the cinematographer, um, him and his uh, fiance Vashon Gill, they produced the film and literally they were just the best producers you could offer. They were like, "What do you need? Where do you need? When do you need it?" Which took the weight off my shoulders significantly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was kind of a dream, dream experience. Being honest, for such a hard film. Absolutely. He's irritatingly talented, isn't he? <laughs> he is. And it's so funny because he was saying he is the light, jovial character in yeah. the film, but there's one scene where he breaks and he has to get really angry. And I, in my head, was like, I'm not, you know this. Like, yeah. I was like, I, I hope he can do it. I mean, I cast him because he's, he's a funny guy. I hope he can really. Every time I watch the scene where he breaks, I get like little goose pimples up my arms because he just, you don't expect it out of him. Don't get me angry, Joe. <laughs> you won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> We're chatting to Paul Fitzgerald, who you'll remember as Live 95 Street Boy uh, and uh, the director uh, of this new movie, Claremont Paddy Murphy. It's the perished. So uh, quite a collaborative effort then oh, by yeah. people working on it. Definitely. It was one of those situations where it, I... I never try to treat a film as something like, oh, this is mine and I don't want anybody else to, to put their fingerprints on it. I want everyone to have their say. I mean, if you're playing a character like Paul or, or Courtney are, I want them to infuse as much of themselves into the character as they feel comfortable with. Um, same with all the crew. I'm always willing to take suggestions or ideas. Um, there does come a point where you have to kind of say, look, this is what we're doing and we're moving mm-hmm. ahead with it. I think that's that's the job of a director really is to take the amalgamation of everyone's good ideas, but then say this is the final st- standpoint now, this is what we're at. And uh, yo, Paul, I know from chatting to you that this is a, an area that you've always been interested in, you've a great passion for doing it. What, what did you learn from the last 12 months then, studying this? I learned a lot, so going up to Bow Street, Bow Street is just screen acting. So my background would be a lot more theatre from the pantos and shows. I'm actually doing another one in November at College Players, translations, that coming up. But coming up to Bow Street then, the difference between screen and stage is uncanny. You know, with stage, you show the emotion, and with screen, you feel the emotion. 
So you know for me and from moving, I'm a big personality and I had to tone all that back. And the level of talent up in Dublin and with this particular class, was 30 in the class and they ranged, one fellow was actually from Clare and myself and then you had about 15, 20 from Dublin. So it was all new personalities and age range from 17 to 32 years of age and it was just amazing to be involved with that level of talent and I just I'll be honest you going up there I was like oh I'll be up here and I'll be in Hollywood in two weeks that was kind of in my head of yeah I'm going to walk in here they're going to go get him to Hollywood couldn't have been more wrong after two weeks I was like I need to get back home what am I <laughs> what am I doing here at all if my good street fight I need to go back to him but then I calmed down and then we just had our showcase in the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin where we all picked a scene and they invited agents and directors and it went fantastically so I'm really looking forward now for the next next year really with the film coming out and I'm in the process now of sorting out agencies and I have another film coming out in September we're shooting that short film in Dublin so I'm kept very busy thank God I'm delighted I took the jump and given it a go so Hollywood is still on the horizon for oh Paul Joe Fitz. we're going to make it yet I promised you when oh, I get there you're coming with me well, well what I said to him actually was you know that of course we'll turn up at the mansion in Hollywood <laughs> security will stand here. Well, I don't know anyone to know who is to know who is <laughs> no, no. Yo, just uh, get rid of him <laughs> move him on he's loitering um, and, and for you too you know obviously you have great passion for this industry oh absolutely and like especially I've been a horror film fan since I was Five years old, which things were different in the eighties. Okay, I remember I've watching. Never watched a horror film. Really? Never. I'm too afraid. To watch but that's like me Paul, and you both. Paul, I don't know how he's going to handle seen this film. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to handle our premiere. You're going to walk out. I might do. Like watching them through cut up my hands. Like you stand up and just go. This is just too frightening. Yeah. <laughs> you could just do the Richard Harris thing and just slip out the back as soon as it starts. That's yeah, what he always did. Apparently, that's what he used to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do. I love film. Um, I'm lucky enough that the people I work with now are honestly just the greatest bunch of people to be doing this with um, I I do think that with this film there's been a jump in professionalism there's been a jump in storytelling there's been a jump in kind of cinematography in every aspect so that's why I think it's playing at a venue like Fright Fest in the UK having a big world premiere compared to some of the other stuff I've done because I think when you do make that jump you know people within the industry see it and realise and will kind of hopefully it goes from there so that's because I'm on board obviously <laughs> I'll never forget his audition was actually the, his audition tape came, was done the day of the Limerick uh, on Ireland yeah we just <laughs> we so just no voice. To, so no voice yeah was, was that a listener who called in with that thing about the no that was you alright <laughs> Joe sorry it's Rebecca who's producing Joe your mics are sounding a little distant almost a holly, hollow quality to your voice well it's not for the sake of the the horror the, the, the horror that the lads are doing here but actually it turns out that yeah one of the buttons wasn't pressed <laughs> So you were right, Rebecca. Well spotted. Well right? <laughs> spotted. So there you go. Anyway, it's working now. It's working now again, thank God. Well, that was the lads chatting to themselves there for the last <laughs> ten minutes. Uh, so where can the movie be screened, seen? Uh, well, it's it's premiering on Monday, August twenty sixth at three thirty p.m. in Leicester Square in London at Fright Fest, which is an amazing, amazing festival to to be starting our festival run at. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it, we have no announced additional festival screenings yet but I know of a couple I just can't until we get the official laurels I can't put them out there so but we will we are looking like we'll have an Irish premiere I can't even say what city or anything around November um, this is news to me as well so <laughs> this is a hot exclusive uh, it's hot exclusive yeah and then obviously the way that this works is that hopefully through the Fright Fest premiere through other festival screenings a sales agent or a distributor comes along buys the film 
and then you all get to see it and that's the intent although you won't watch it because it's our movie we'll so. watch it together Joe <laughs> I'll tell you when the scary parts well, come I'll, I'll watch you when the two of you are getting your Oscars next year <laughs> and then I'll be going oh I, I know them oh no no you don't <laughs> you don't know us all <laughs> just watch it through your hands like yeah. you better mention us I will of course <laughs> they always do don't they I just say lime running where I got my I got my stone. I did it at the stage in Tralee I'll do it in Hollywood <laughs> I made sure Live 95 of them got a thanks in the credits actually in the special thanks section ah. See, there it is. That's so bad yeah. for Claire Manzi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, actually, in fairness. And we have listeners in Claire, and we appreciate each and every one. Um, thank you very much to Claire Man. I don't know why we just sort of we just feel it's necessary to say that. Just in case. <laughs> yeah, Claire Man. My father will be very happy about that, because yes, I've been misquoted as being from Limerick, Matt, and he drives him crazy. Oh, yeah, Claire Man. <laughs> Paddy Murphy, and very much Limerick Man. Live 95's Paul Fitzgerald. <laughs> Take a street point. Do people still shout street point? They actually do, Joe, would you believe? And it right. happened to me two weeks ago in Dublin. See, in Dublin outside a shop, a woman came up and she, Are you street boy? I was like, I oh, am. My mother loves you. We're going to get a phone up from oh, so. <laughs> Listen, best of luck with it, um, Paul. Great to see you. Always a pleasure, Joe. Always fantastic to have you here. Best of luck with the parish. Thanks so much. And your ongoing careers, gents. Thank you very much. Cheers. Call Limerick today now on 461995.